0: Hello friends, welcome to the After Hours Lounge, welcome back if you are a regular listener, my name is Sandy, I am your host and I'm very excited about this episode, uh, mainly because I did it in person, Um, I haven't done an in person episode since this time last year uh, and I'm once again in Greece, regular followers will know I I tend to spend the summers in Greece uh, doing a lot of windsurfing where I used to work as an instructor, I've got a lot of friends that, that kind of live out here and it's just a great place to be in the summer uh and it's it seems to be colder than the UK at the moment which is i guess a good thing um but yeah and i i bought a new setup as well that's kind of made for recording in person interviews and it's just been really exciting and um and yeah the first one was with my good friend uh Mr Finn Mellon Finn is a uh Irish windsurfer and big wave surfer those of you familiar with surfing have probably heard of Ireland. It gets battered by uh, by the storms coming off the Atlantic every winter, and they get huge waves and really strong winds, really stormy seas. Uh, and Finn is one of them, one of the crazy guys that that goes out and uh, surfs waves the size of houses. Um, and he's been someone I've been wanting to talk to a while. He's also a, just a good friend of mine as well. It's just really interesting to talk to him about how how he got into uh, windsurfing first, and then getting into big wave surfing. Obviously, a very intimidating arena, but also you know quite intimidating people around it as well. And how he kind of found his way in, obviously keeping his ego in check, and 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 kind of the nature of all the guys there, and how how they all keep each other's egos in check. And um, yeah, it, you know, it, it was just a really intimidating uh area to be to be involved in and the way finn got into that and and uh how it all worked was just a really interesting conversation um and there's a lot to be said about you know masculinity and and all that stuff and, and it was just great to chat to him um so i hope you guys enjoy the episode please do let me know any feedback um yeah and if anything you you guys kind of want to say uh, about the episodes or any questions you might have for for myself uh would be really cool if you are enjoying the episodes please do remember guys give it a share whether it's on your social channels Um, Or just sending it to your friends, anything you do like that, it takes no time at all, but it's hugely appreciated from my end. Uh, But anyway, on with the episode. Here we are. We're live. We're live. This is my first live podcast since this time last year. And I've got the new fresh gear. That's right, everyone. Coming into your ears right now. Basically, I dropped a load of cash on a load of nice gear. And this is the first one. And it's been sat in the cupboard since I arrived in Greece. And I felt awful about it. And then, very drunkenly, we discussed doing a podcast. And I was wanting to ask you anyway. So please don't feel like it was that. But yeah, uh, you've already heard from the intro, which I will record later, Finn Mellon. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having. Welcome me. to the After Hours Lounge, which, in this physical form, is actually my bedroom. But we've got, bedroom. we've got the aircon. We've got the aircon on. As you, yeah, I gave you a tour of the apartment. It's lovely. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I wanted to get you on. Obviously, you're essentially a pro athlete. Pro athletes are always very interesting. But you're a unique person in in Vasiliki, especially because you're not just a windsurfer. You ride waves the size of the building that we're in now, um, and that uh, that fascinates people it also confuses people and for most people it terrifies them um so i suppose let's let's kind of begin at the beginning um without without going necessarily too far back but i mean at what point were you like i quite like i quite like going in the sea where 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 did that come from
1: i think that's well i did a lot did quite a bit of windsurfing when i was younger my dad my dad a lot we'll speak about him um, He windsurfed a lot, my mom windsurfed, and um, my dad actually worked up the road from here, he worked at Nielsen, Right. and so we came on a few holidays, I think I did a few lessons with him here, never really got into it, I was a full-on football head, soccer, football, everything. So right. football is GA, back at home, Okay. I got soccer, um, so I was fully into that, nothing, no inches in the windsurfing bar on holiday, and um, then I got to about 14 years old, when I was about 14... Kind of got a few more lessons from Dad. And then all of a sudden it just kinda of clicked like that and I was like I remember dad used to bribe me with ice creams. So I was like, Oh, yeah, I'll get an ice cream for it when I went surfing. Yeah. And then one day I was like,
0: Dad, can I go windsurfing? And he was like, Yes. Yes. Yeah,
1: that's that's and so that was about fourteen years old. Oh wow. So, yeah. so quite early then.
0: Well But at it, the same time I suppose yeah. when you look at most pro athletes they start when they're you know, they're like born on a surfboard or but you know, they they start super young, so Uh, I wish I wish
1: I'd gotten fully into it when I was like seven. Yeah, taking it from there because then I would have an extra seven years on On top. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, so I started got into it when I was fourteen, and then I started dropping sports like football, like soccer, just because I didn't have enough time throughout the day. It was oh, it's beach time. Yeah, can't go to training. So then I started dropping them and getting spending more time on the water. And
0: then, so windsurfing came first, and surfing followed pretty soon after. Uh, that was that was a good, yeah, something I was interested in because it. They everyone thinks they're very similar, but they're actually very very different, aren't they? They're
1: very different. Yeah. So, I learned to windsurf just because the group of well, my mate Duncan at the time, who was the other young windsurfer I was kind of in the group with. Um, he just got me in the water. You know, when you're in, when you're around the water, it's kind of one of those things that happens. there's waves where I live, so I was just like, oh. Give this a go. Yeah, kind of got into there's it. There's no wind and there's a couple yeah. of waves. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna
0: say you. Well, for anyone listening, if they haven't already noticed by the accent, <laughs> uh, where where are you from, Finn? From Ireland. Yeah, you're from yeah you're from Ireland, which famously gets a l- both a lot of wind and a lot of waves. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: it's pretty pretty good fun.
0: Yeah. So the surfing the surfing came afterwards. I always thought with you the surfing came first. So that's yeah, quite no. interesting.
1: Um, yeah, because dad, my dad actually he does now jump in the water and surf, but I think that's probably through me. So at the time, before I came along, I think he was just a windsurfer. Yeah. And then my mate Duncan got me into the surfing and he we kind of learned together almost. Yeah. Um. And took the same, at that stage, we were already kind of trying to get better at windsurfing. So rather than just dilly-dallying, having fun, we were trying to learn. Right. Like progressively as in, do this, do that. Yeah, yeah. Dad was coaching me, I guess. Um. So then we kind of took the same thing to surfing, which... Wasn't as successful. <laughs> yeah, I found surfing. Is, I think is surfing's easier to pick up. So to paddle out back, uh-huh. sit with Kelly Slater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to get out back and win surf with Brazino, it's much harder than just sit with Kelly Slater. Yeah, that, yeah,
0: yeah. Do you get? No, me? I totally agree. I think yeah, I've always thought. Uh, to me, yeah, surfing surfing's easier to get started with. I would potentially say harder to get really good at. Yeah, it's really difficult because to get good at. Well, someone said to me, when, when I first started windsurfing, I first started when I was 18, and I was in Australia, and the guy uh, teaching us, he was like, he was like, look, if you think about it, you go windsurfing for two hours, you spend that two hours windsurfing. If you go surfing for two hours, you may spend genuinely less than two minutes actually surfing yeah. on a, standing on a board riding a wave the rest of your time realistically is spent swimming or yeah. pad paddling essentially so he's like that's where the the point of difference is in terms of like your the, the scale of learning yeah. so it's it yeah and i think i think they do complement each other massively the two sports but yeah that that's something that i've always had in my head ever since i was 18 when it when it came to surfing I was like actually i can spend two hours sitting in the water
1: I find that actually I think surfing complements windsurfing I don't think windsurfing complements surfing as much that's interesting because windsurfing teaches you habits kind of like to sit down yeah kind of stick your ass out yeah whereas surfing is if if you're sitting (laughs) on like as if you're on a toilet you're not surfing well (laughs) yeah so I think it actually it works incredibly well taking surfing knowledge into windsurfing I think you look at if you have someone who's a great surfer and they start to get into wave sailing, I think they'll pick up that really quick because they understand the waves and how yeah, that yeah. works. Whereas I find it doesn't really carry on through. windsurfing. teaches you um, another, like quite a few things, like to sit back, all your power on your back foot, yeah. which is a bit different. The same with, I've been doing um, a lot of the foil teaching and boat teaching with Max here on the supping. And um, for that, it's like we see a load of people trying to windsurf their wing, and it's just as you imagine with the foil, it just kicks off, it and just bounces them out of the water because we're yeah. trying to windsurf it. Whereas I've found it's all about that front foot, which is more like surfing. Um, and then another reason I find surfing is more difficult. I think so, you know, with windsurfing, you feel you look amazing, yeah, you yeah, yeah. You feel you're doing it so cool, and you watch a clip, and you're like, oh, that didn't Oh, that. god,
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I think surfing is 10 times worse at that. Oh, yeah. Something I think you think you're Kelly Slayer every
0: time. <laughs> as soon as you're on a wave and and from where you are, you look at the wave and you go, This wave is huge. Yeah. Because of usually, you know, if you're crouching down or you know, generally if you're at the bottom of the wave, which isn't really where you want to be, but you're at the bottom of the wave and you're like, I head high, that's head high then you look back and you're like, No, that that was not the same wave. Yeah. And there was no way that was the same wave. And yeah, it's it's a really like it's a really humbling experience, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah, it's definitely so. I mean, but it's also then in that
1: sense, it's. I think the only, well, not the only way. I think it's the best way to actually get. Yeah. Progress, not to learn the basics, but to progress those higher levels. Yeah.
0: I think you've got to be watching yourself. So with with that in mind, then I mean let let's get straight into it now. Uh, with that in mind, how do you? Uh, I suppose as an athlete and, and I know we'll get into it you know you hang out with a lot of really high level surfers now you know we were literally watching a video of one of them earlier down in down in Namibia and it's insane how how did you get over that initial i have to watch myself suck in order to get better? was there and and you're a very humble dude and you are you're very you know you're very calm and you you're very humble and things but what was there a point where you're like i don't want to watch myself being shit because it's going to make me feel awful rather than h- how did you get into that mindset of like i need to watch myself suck in order to actually get better i suppose that's what i'm trying to ask
1: that one that one came with dad right. starting to coach me one windsurfing okay um because he'd start to film me or take photos and then would go back and would watch that right would often get into little pity arguments about yeah. no no not this not that do this do that and like arguing but it's definitely such a Such a help. Um, So, yeah, he would film me, he would watch the clips, look at this, kind of start to do that. Yeah. And we still do that to this day when we're together.
0: Um, And then that kind of just got me comfortable with watching myself suck. (laughs) Do you think think it helped because it was your dad rather than, like, do you feel like maybe if it was, like, your friends or, like, your peers, there would have been a bit more pressure to, like, I've got to perform in front of my friends. Whereas, obviously... You know, he's your dad. You're your family. He got you into the sport. Everything. Do you think there was a bit less pressure because it was him? Um, I actually think the opposite. Really?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So then, switching to the other side of it, myself until like still we're still competing against each other. You and dad. (laughs) Yeah. And dad's well, he's obviously much older than me. Um, I'm not gonna give away his age on podcast. Yeah, yeah. But um, so yeah, he's still ripped sales wave sales better than most people yeah um so it's good competing against him and we still have many heats so in that sense i think i knew that he was we were similar level yeah and that him helping me get into it like try to get better actually worked as a coaching thing yeah so i knew it wasn't just our oh, dad's
0: filming me let's piss about it was like i've got to impress him as well exactly yeah. i've got
1: to do good now and then i'll try be better than him yeah yeah absolutely I, well, I suppose as I got older I would start to jump on the camera a bit for him um, and it's yeah it's definitely still competitive between yeah us. yeah whereas in well windsurfing in Ireland there definitely isn't that group of mates to like to compete against As right. w- when I was younger I had Duncan who was my mate then um, but as of as I got older it kind of just became me and dad we were the t- the duo yeah uh, in the winter when it was freezing cold and pissing with rain, it would just be us at home. So it it almost was like a best friend. Well, it still is almost is like a best friend dynamic that we're you know father and son, but we say like we're yeah, best yeah. friends. Yeah. Um, which is I uh, really cool. I couldn't. I was going to say, I, yeah. I, I mean,
0: yeah. I, 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 I I obviously we didn't we didn't talk about talking about this before the podcast, and I always want to make sure people are cool with it. But I mean, what's what what's that like to have like such a such a bond like with 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 your dad? Because I imagine there's a lot of people out there that, that don't have that. that yeah. That's probably, of course, a lot of people do get on with it, but that's quite quite a rare thing to, I think yeah. a lot of it comes down to having like that shared passion, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, it, if you'd stayed in, interested in football and he was still going windsurfing, you'd probably still be pals, but it would be more be like, let's go to the pub and see who can drink a Guinness the fastest. <laughs> you know, ra- Do you know what I mean? Where, where rather than, you've actually got something that you can sit and talk about and, and share. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think we've ever had... Done that, gone to and drag it get us. You can see
1: it, drink it faster. Um, but no, it is so cool having having the two of us into the same sports and being yeah. able to share that as just father and son. But then also as just friends and two people who like to go do the same thing at the beach and yeah. bully each other and push each other. Yeah, yeah, give and, the banter. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we sell twenty minute heats all the time. That's awesome. And try and beat each
0: other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I suppose as well, a lot of that probably came from the fact that you weren't, like, pushed into it at a young age. I almost think it it could have gone the other way. If he was like, you're coming windsurfing at seven or eight years old and it's freezing in Ireland, and then you end up, you almost get, like, a bit of trauma from it. And by the time you get to 14, you're a bit like, oh, fuck off, Dad, I'm not doing this. So it potentially almost is a good thing that it was kind of nurtured until you got to that age where, like, you know what, I actually want to go, you know, you ask him, as you said.
1: Well, I think I did... When I first learned to windsurf, it wasn't all my dad. I've had lessons other places and I just didn't like it. Like Same with when I did swimming. Right. You know your typical swimming coach who just shouts at you and screams. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've had that for swimming. I hated it when he, the swimming coach did that. Like, right. No, I'm not listening to you. Yeah. And I've had that with windsurfing <laughs> as well. Before dad really got on the case, it was just like, shout, shout. And I'm. some people love that. Some people love to learn like that, but I'm just not like that. If someone shouts at me to tell me how to do something, I'm just not going to listen to them. Right. Um, so then I think in that, that is probably, that was when I was younger. So then I, as you just said there, I did kind of be like, oh no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. yeah. That. And, um, so then I just didn't do it until dad kind of
0: did it slowly and nice, yeah. in a nice way. It was, was that easy. Do you, do you think that's, do you think that's ended up being the reason that that's how you learn? Or do you think you were always like that? You know, you wanted a slightly more gentle approach and would you say you're, Given given all the video coaching you guys do, would you class yourself as like a visual learner then? Yeah, I yeah.
1: think I would. And yeah, I don't. As you said, how I learn, I don't like to be forced into it. I kind of yeah. like to have it
0: my way. You as want well. autonomy on it. Yeah. You want it, if you're you're like I'll, I'll do it if I want to do it, yeah. not because someone's telling me to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That yeah, much? that's it. I I think I'm 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 definitely like that as well because then. I think that's like a male thing as well. It's like, I'm not submitting to you. I'm not, (laughs) I'm not doing this because you told, I'm not doing it because you've told me to do it. I'm doing it because I want to do it. Exactly. Exactly. yeah. Yeah. And that, that applies like across everything, I suppose, like in, in life, doesn't it? But that's, that's really. And then from, so from there, obviously you, you know, you were doing, doing the windsurfing and then I guess these heats and you did and stuff with, with your dad started to work because you, you've achieved like a pretty, pretty high level. Yeah. Um, with it within windsurfing and, you know, uh you've you've competed uh, yes. at the at, at the highest level, you know, you've got in- industry sponsors, uh, you know, things like that. Talk 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 about how that all came about. So then I think so I was with dad, you know, as we just were
1: talking about, and then did a few junior comps in Ireland when the BWA used to come to Ireland. There that was I think the BWA in Brandon Bay, I don't have a date on it. Actually, I think it was the last time they've ever they came to Brandon Bay. Right. So hopefully they come back. But um, the last event they had there was my first junior comp. Okay. Um, and it was just myself and that guy Duncan. It's just us no two. No way. I, yeah.
0: It was just two of you. Yeah.
1: Um, but that that was cool. That, <laughs> that was, was a ba- the, I bet that was a real battle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he beat me. He beat me. He oh. was better than me at the time. Um, but yeah, so it was just us two. Um, but like all the all the good guys at the time were cool, were over, and that was real cool. And then. Kept doing it, did a few of the Irish ones again as a junior. Then I started the Silver Fleet, which is, I guess, the one below the gold. or ah. In the BWA, it's called the Amateurs. Amateur Fleet, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I did that, and then I think I won that. Um, I've got no idea what age I was. And, but then around, probably around the same time, I did the, did my first PWA junior event, which I went to Tenerife when I was, I think, 16 and by myself. Wow. And I Well, by myself, I stayed with a bunch of English boys. You might know them or not. There was uh, Lecky Gator, Ben Page, Johnny Price, and a few more. Right. And they were all 18 boys holiday just and you finished in school. school. And yeah. they all loved windsurfing. Yeah. And Lecky was doing the trials. Um, For the, to, but,
0: to compete in the pro fleet? Yes.
1: Right. Um, so they were all good windsurfers, but they were like 18-year-old boys who just finished school. And you were 16? I was just maybe No, there might have even been a bit more in it um so i might have been even 15 or something like okay
0: that. but you were the you were the young one of the group very young i was the baby yeah yeah and um yeah i was chucked into the middle of that boy's house <laughs> it was a problem what was it, what was that like was it like i i and i imagine like i'm i'm from a small village a small town in the highlands of scotland i guess you, you're from a small Same a small right. place you know a small town in ireland was it you arrive in tenerife and i've never been to tenerife but it's a real like hub of windsurfing there's a lot going on and you know, there's, uh, you know, and obviously around an event time, you're like, oh my, it's just sensory overload. It and w- then the boys, I imagine, were probably having a few <laughs> beers and let's go out and have a good time and all this. I think the boys were at almost every single night and I was just, I'd stay at home, they'd try and get me. Are I was you? like, no, Oh, really? No. You were like, you, I, I you was behaved? A, I, was a,
1: I behaved well, I stayed wow. at home. And so, so many funny stories of them like running in. Um, and one of them came in and ripped off Swifty's pants <laughs> in the bar down the road. And uh, they came running back up to the house. Hey, Fed, Fed, have you got trousers? We need your trousers. Swifty stole. We. Swifty wants a new pair of trousers. It's coming <laughs> for us. And uh, all all those types of funny stories. And I was this little sixteen-year-old kid. Just just wide-eyed <laughs> and like yeah. I've got no idea how to deal with yeah.
0: any of this.
1: But then on the other side, the windsurfing was like it was so good seeing everyone following. And the junior crew was so good. Um, like the likes of Mark and Julian, I became really good friends with. That. Right. That's Mark Parry. Yeah, yeah. yeah now who's who's now probably in the top 5 yeah yeah, yeah. one of the best soon in world. to be hopefully world champion. yeah team. i think so yeah yeah uh, and julian selman again absolute ripper yeah yeah um so i kind of got to know them and a few of the other boys and then made friends with them at the junior comps and then later on as we grew up i started hanging with them staying with them and then doing trips with them but it was really good getting into that kind of scene early and It was yeah. fun yeah yeah it was cool. It's cool to get the PWA stickers
0: as well. Yeah, well, I bet. I bet when you're, and you're at that age still where you're like stickers are cool. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it was all about the stickers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You go home and you keep them on, and you're you're sailing <laughs> in your local break. Anyone, wa- anyone watching? Then you realise it's just your dad. Because I yeah. I, re- I remember around
1: that time, someone told some. I'm sitting here hearing a story. It was like about who keeper, it, and it was that um, you know, if you had your PWA stick on, you would get an extra bit of. Higher up in the lineup, not to say you're anywhere near the locals or anything, but you know you'd you'd be a little higher up with your PWA stickers on. So I was like, oh, I'm going to hooky. I'm going to do that at home. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Keep yeah. Keep the stickers on. Look at yeah. me. I've got Sorry, mate. <laughs> you're not you're not getting in anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. So I started doing those events. Um. I did. I went to the Canaries. Did start with just Tenry for like two or three years, and then I started doing Pozo, and I was doing both of them for yeah. a couple of years when I was younger. Um that was really good fun, so I just spent
0: my summers in the Canaries yeah. basically. you might ask why why I can't jump really good, but <laughs> yeah i no, i did I did wonder that, but I, equally i suppose yeah, everyone everyone has to have a focus, yeah. do not they um
1: yeah, yeah i wasn't'm not the biggest keen person on jumping, but it was great fun, and i made got to know so many cool people like all the all, all the pros the, yeah all yeah. the pros I'm still good friends with quite a lot of the good good pros and've well, Ireland. Through.
0: Ireland's one of those like to so a lot of the guys in Europe and even around the world, Ireland's like a destination as well, isn't it? It's like a Cold War adventure destination and stuff. And I know, I could only imagine you get, you must get hit up a lot of people going, oh, where should we go? And we really, I had, I had Timo Mullen on the podcast as well. Yeah. And Timo said the same thing, you know, yeah. he gets all these messages, where should we go? And should we do this? And, you know, his his brother ran all the water safety and all that stuff for the events. And, you know, yeah. so it's, it, yeah. He he gets asked the same thing, so it, it must be pretty cool because it's like whilst you're not a keeper local or anything like that, you kind of already get this like street cred I suppose because you're you're you know you're Irish and then and obviously now you've added the big wave surfing onto that as well. Yeah. Um Yeah, it is
1: it is cool having those connections from when I was younger up to eighteen nineteen, and now still knowing the guys like that when Dieter came to Ireland.
0: I was talking to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go here, go here. Yeah, he said, he said to me when uh, we were at the events, and he yeah. said he was going to get in touch with you. Uh,
1: but things like that, and like Thomas, I've done a... When I was in... I used to be on the Gastro International team. Yeah. And Thomas and Anthony Ruiz came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we went to a place in... Actually, not too far away from where I actually live in Ireland. Uh, so it was like South Kerry, and we scored absolutely incredible... Um, conditions and it was it was one it was I think it was before the their windsurf project right but hopefully they plan to come back well, they do plan to come back hopefully yeah I can kind of get my face in that one yeah again. get, That'd get be stuck cool. into
0: that yeah yeah
1: but yeah it's really cool I like staying in the scene yeah. of that and speaking to the it's also nice being in that scene but in more my area of
0: yeah because so I was gonna say you it would have been very easy for you to not be sitting here in Vasiliki it'd be very easy for you to have just gone in and done the kind of I go to Tenerife all summer I spend all summer there I might go to Pozo for a bit I I do that and, and you just follow the life of a kind of traditional sort of wave sailor and you maybe you know work in a bar back home to save up and then you go and spend all it would have been so easy for you to do that and you kind of haven't you you kind of spend your summer spend your summers now here in Vasiliki where anyone who's been to Vas, there are no waves here so you just spend the summer here in the sun, you know, good vibes. You've got your girlfriend with you this year. She works at Club Bass as well. And I remember you saying to me last year, you're like, I just wanna do, your dad worked here and you want to do some freestyle. And we had a really interesting com- conversation about freestyle. And it was like, well, you look at all the world's <laughs> best and they, they they do a lot of freestyle. It's yeah. very easy for wave sailors to go, oh, I'm not doing freestyle and that's something i've i've talked about a lot and i think it's nonsense but yeah. we, that's not that's not for today but yeah you, you know you've you've done that you you have really like carved out your own path and then we'll get into the big wave surfing in a minute but you know that but as well you you've said you're still very much within the the windsurfing thing i suppose maybe you've already answered this and maybe maybe i'm my brain's not working but was that deliberate you carve carving that path or did you were you not really thinking about it and you just kind of have ended up here?
1: I think I just started to realise that the PWA, well Not this isn't to take a dig at that or anything, but just that, as as I mentioned with the jumping, it's just not really me. Um, I'm more into my waves and getting good pumping. You just want to get conditions. good conditions. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Um, and I kind of started to see that. And that's, again, now when, <clears throat> when I get messages from people, it's not to go, hey, do you want to go do some t- jumping off two foot chop? Yeah, it's. Do you want to get some proper waves? Yeah. <laughs> um. So I think I kind of started to see that that's one what I'm good at and one what I like, mm-hmm. and so started with that and then, for example, coming here, I think I actually first applied and got the job for here in Club Vass In we, we we're just saying at twenty seventeen twenty eighteen. So
0: it would have been the summer twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I didn't come
1: until last year, which was twenty twenty one. Yeah. Because <laughs> the first. Years I kind of got a bit scared. I was like, Oh, I don't know if I could do a season, of absolutely no way. So I backed out and, um, yeah, I did that a bit. I just didn't think I could do it. And then last year, with everything, well, the year before the first year of COVID, I was okay, I'm going, and then COVID hit and it just kind of did oh, it away, really? so it didn't happen. Then the next year, I was like, Okay, let's do it. You know, yeah. I told myself not that good at home in the summer you know it's cold yeah yeah it's still it waves are waves great. disappear yeah, yeah yeah so i'd try some freestyle, get in the sunshine just have a nice heat, time have yeah, a good yeah, summer. Yeah. and then i was like yeah cool i'll do that for a summer did it last I was like oh that was really fun that's a good way to spend your summer so yeah. then here i'm back with even more irish people <laughs> yeah
0: well i suppose yeah yeah you've brought you brought half of taking yeah, over half of ireland with you um <laughs> I suppose as well that that probably comes from, A, your dad having worked here. You know, there's a bit of history there. But also, like, it sounds like you and your dad were, like, almost instructing each other and stuff. So there's obviously a little bit of a passion there from your end of, like, teaching to windsurf and kind of deconstructing the actual learning side of it as well. I know from my side of it, from my time as an instructor, I found teaching other people, like, just as satisfying as learning something myself. You know, like the the buzz you get when you see someone do something you've taught them to do and they come in and they can't believe it and, you know, it, it it's pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, is that is that something that you've had as well?
1: It is. Yeah, that's definitely something that I'd actually like to keep going into the future it was maybe a job, we'll we'll see. But coaching of... I really enjoy high-level sports and coaching yeah. to a high level. So, I I've just finished my college degree. I did health science and physical activity. Right. So, it's very sport... There was... Sports science and, like, analysing sports performance in it. And then there was a health promotion side, and it was definitely the, so, promoting health. Do your minutes of exercise stop yeah, 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 all yeah, that 10, stuff. Steps. Yeah, 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 10,000 so steps. Yeah, all that. But it was definitely the sports science and performance um, part of it that I really enjoyed. Right. And then I'm quite keen on trying to do, well, it's with surfing. I'd love to do high-level surf coaching. Coaching, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one, it's something I love. And two, it's something I think is cool. It's something yeah, it's I'd cool, like to mate. get into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think there's definitely a place for it. But yeah, so that coaching of other people is really, really enjoyable. Something you a like. high level, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's just so like, it's something just, it's it's really like, I suppose altruistic is the word to use. Like, it's, you you get such a sense of like, well, Shit, I can't think of the word. Like, you get such a good sense of well-being seeing somebody else do something really well that you've taught them to do. You know, it's a bit like you always you always feel good for a minute when you buy yourself something, but when you buy somebody else something, you feel great for ages. And it's the same as that. You might land a new move yourself and you're like, yes! But the minute you land it, you go, right, well, I better go do it again then. But if you teach somebody else to do something, whether it's a windsurf move or surfing or anything, anything, doesn't matter what it is, you teach them to do it and you see them do it once you're like i did that i literally did that you know it's it it's it's really interesting how like individually the minute we achieve something we completely get over it and we're like right yep cool on to the next thing but when you see somebody else achieve something you've helped them do you you hold on to that so much more i think and i think that's inherently why people who generally help other people are usually looked at as being Pretty great you know <laughs> um yeah and I, as i said you know we're talking about the surfing documentary make or break and i said like the, the the episodes that affected me the most were the episodes about the coaches and how emotional they get and stuff you know that that got me more than the athletes because they just get so much more hyped on it and and everything like that so i know you haven't seen it so yeah <laughs> don't spoil it yet don't spoil it <laughs> yeah i know so that 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 is some definitely something to uh to think about is yeah you you get far more appreciation I think and enjoyment out of teaching someone else to do something than, than I suppose teaching yourself but saying that you and and I'm sure you, you can speak to this as well given the high level that you both windsurf and surf to like there has to be a certain point where you've you have to be able to do it in order to coach it I think yeah. to, to a certain extent I don't think you need to be a world class competitor in order to coach but I think you need to be you need to know it, you need to know what you're talking about, otherwise it you can come across as a bit of a bit of a charlatan and a bit yeah, you know it's a bit all all the gear, no idea i suppose, yeah, you know and yeah. I'm not not that I'm saying that that's what <laughs> you are in the slightest finn obviously you're you're not you're not that at all you know as as we'll as we'll get into, and obviously those of you who follow me on social media I'm sure will put up well make sure you follow Finn as well, and you'll see that he's definitely the opposite of that <laughs> um. But yeah, it, it. I guess there is that balance to be had, isn't there? Of like, I need to make sure I maintain my own performance, that that people think I'm legitimate, whilst also coaching other people. You know, in, well, for for me, talking a lot about mental health, we call it imposter syndrome. You're like, well, I don't belong here. Who who do I who who do I think I am? You know, I get it with doing this podcast. I'm like, who do I think I am recording this? No one's going to bloody listen to this. <laughs> Or, you know, who who do I think I am running my own business? And I'm like, I don't know how to do any of this. You know, it, it's the feeling of like, when am I going to get found out? When are people going to realize I'm a fraud? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I suppose that, that leads me nicely on I I really want to get into this and talk about this, the, the, the big wave surfing. And I know big wave surfing is so synonymous with Ireland now. It's like a full-on global destination for it, isn't it? And some of you listening may think that's odd. you think oh well everyone goes to Hawaii or Australia but actually Ireland genuinely is like a global hotspot for for big wave surfing isn't it um I know this is something I think it's something fairly new for you isn't it the the big yeah, the big wave is, surfing yeah. and stuff um yeah let get into that and I want to get I want to get right in, right in deep <laughs> with all, with all of this stuff because you know this is life threatening shit you're doing not just going out windsurfing <laughs> you know
1: um so yeah it is as you've said Ireland is incredible. I didn't really know this until, so before I started college, I lived at I lived I spent my time in Brandon Bay, and it's fantastic windsurfing conditions. The waves are a little, you know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna hurt yourself too yeah. badly or anything like that. Whereas then moving further up north, I really start to see, what Ireland had to offer, yeah, and it's incredible. I've done true windsurfing and now surfing. I've done quite a lot of traveling. I've ticked most of. Boxes that people say, oh, you got to go to, yeah, and like it's as good as anywhere, anywhere yeah. in the world of Indo, Hawaii, whatever. <laughs> Australia, there's loads of them. Yeah, yeah. Not the Ireland, the West Coast one is incredible. You get amazing waves, so it is cool to have that on your on my doorstep. And then just through time, like as I moved to college, it's all a new things. So I started college four years ago. Before then, I'd just surf beaches and the odd point break. Right. Soft point break. Um, moved to college with a mate of mine, Jack. And he introduced me to the crew up there. And there's just so many absolute legends and chargers who just surf incredible. Um, and like now through, so so after spending four years there, my best friend up there is Garage McDade. He's a full Rip Curl Pro surfer. Right. Um, probably one of the best tube riders in Europe. Okay. Um And yeah, I surf with them every day, be it two foot... Onshore gravelly, because he also does the QS, so he's pretty good at that. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's not only about barrels, but yeah, surfing two foot mush, to surfing proper ten foot barrels with him, and everyone around him is pretty cool to follow. So I've just kind of slowly. Master your way in. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, but like going on to Mulligmore, I think I've been paddling out there for three years, three and a half years now. Right. Um. Yeah, three years. And I spent the first year literally paddling out to the channel, which, saying that, it's a mission to get out. It's yeah, about yeah. a 20-minute paddle. Oh, my God. To just sit in the channel, not even to get out back. Um. So I had I had an eight, had gotten my eight-foot board to just sit in the channel, watch it, and it's like... So you didn't even think no, about trying to surf it? Didn't even think about surfing it. Cause you I just, just went out and just... I think things like that, yeah. It's and now with it getting so busy, it's becoming to that stage where you're getting people just... Going out blind, and I think that's getting to where it gets dangerous. Yeah. So I think, well, I'd love if everyone else did it the same way, but that's obviously not how everyone's going to do. Not necessarily
0: how everyone thinks about it, especially no. people that are on a strike mission coming over from somewhere hot, and they think it's all fine and yeah. and all this going uh, stopping you quickly there. How you said you know the the uh, you know it was one of your really close mates, and what's that like? I imagine getting into one of those crews of these kind of local big wave surfers. I can't think of many kind of more intimidating groups of people than than these guys. You know, they're all like charging waves bigger than most people's houses. Like, they're obviously just a bunch of hard Irish bastards. How... What what was that? What was that like? Trying to get you you know integrate yourself into a group like that, or was it fairly easy because you were already a local lad, you already carried a bit of a windsurf and do this, and you kind of already had a mate in the crew, or was it a bit intimidating? You know, did you find yourself going, I'm not sure I belong here?
1: Um, well, it definitely wasn't the windsurfing or carrying a name because that was nothing. Um, yeah. I don't think anyone anyone knew that I was good at windsurfing from right. up there. Um, it was basically just like. There's such a gr- big group of them. You couldn't ever ask me to name names. It's endless. It's yeah, okay. Endless, 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 more more, ah, more right. people. But you could not find a cooler, easier group of people. They're just absolute legends. Yeah, yeah. There's so many of them. And basically, get on the piss with them and you become friends. And with that was them. it. That's yeah, probably yeah, yeah. how it's happened. <laughs> um, just drinking my way into the group. <laughs> yeah. Drinking and say. Oh, by the next round. Yeah. 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 And then they're um, like, oh, we like this guy. But yeah, absolutely. Like, it's so cool to see cause that's and then from being around all these people it's something that I try to take to myself which often makes you look like a quiet person and undersell yourself but I'd much rather undersell myself and not speak about what I do and yeah. me this me that and let what I do speak for do myself because yeah. I hate it when people are like I do this I do that and even if they're really good I hate when people talk yeah. about themselves in that way um I just anyone that does that I just kind of put my eyes up that's my so head. funny
0: because uh Timo Mullen said exactly the okay. same thing so T- those listening if you've not heard I've done a podcast with Timo as well Timo is one of the original like Irish professional windsurfers uh he's a real like Irish Irish legend um yeah and I, I had Timo on the podcast and he said exactly the same thing he was like I always try and let my sailing do the talking and Try and you know, yeah. Just let 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 my actions do it. And he doesn't want to kind of big up himself and all this. And as you said, he's always kind of rolled his eyes at the big boy that shows up on the beach with the banging new van and his brand new gear, and he's showing off. And oh oh, I've got a video of me doing this the other time. He's got the banging new van, though. Hey, of course he does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he certainly does. Yeah, but yeah, it's, um, it 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 it's difficult. Do you think that's like a? Do you think that's an Irish thing, or do you think... Well,
1: there's... Out of that, there's so many of them around the West Coast of Ireland, but there's tons of Aussies, there's tons of English, there's loads of Irish. It's just a group of people who come to the same Together, thing. Yeah. And they might do jobs they don't really want to do, but things that get them in the right place, right. so they can live in Bundora. So and there's, in a certain,
0: there's a certain level of, like, humility already there because yeah. they're like, well... And, and this is by no means me um, you know, looking looking down on them at all, but it potentially is the fact that they just associate themselves as like, well I'm I'm just a barman or I'm just a I'm just a landscaper yeah. and all this. But in actual fact they're like a world class level big wave surfer. But maybe they look at it like I'm just doing something that I love doing. It's almost the point where they're like ignorant to how good they actually are at something. Yeah. Which I think is amazing when people are like that. People don't realise how good they are at things. Do you know what I mean? They yeah. because they because they find it so easy or they've spent so much time doing it that they're just doing it and they, they don't think like, God, what I'm doing is pretty mental, isn't it? Because if you think like that as well, especially on a big wave, you're probably going to hurt yourself. You're riding down it going, well, this is pretty mad, isn't it? <laughs> Let me you put know. my hands behind my back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's the that thing. I don't think if you
1: came in, just you, we were talking about how I kind of got my way into the group. I think if you were to go in there, oh, I'm this, I'm that, I've I've yeah. got big balls. I don't think you'd make friends, and I don't think yeah. people would accept you. Whereas you, I did it, you know, did it slowly, made friends, and just smiled <laughs> as I do after I smile, yeah, all, yeah. smile my way into things. But yeah, it's just, I think everyone there is so, like, the humility yeah, is yeah, yeah, just yeah. incredible. Everyone's down to work. I think
0: sometimes a lot of the time when, when like, especially men, when they see like an intimidating group like that, they feel like right, I better be as intimidating as them. So they puff up their chest, they walk over, and they, they, they kind of exaggerate everything they do about themselves. So they walk over, and it's almost like dick measuring, isn't it? They walk over, and they try and go, but often it's just because they're intimidated. And obviously, clearly, you're very comfortable within yourself. So you're like, cool, I'm just going to go over, and I'm just going to be thin. Yeah. And I'm not gonna try and be a be a big dog and all this. I'm just gonna be like, hey guys, you guys seem pretty cool. Can I hang out with you? One of my friends already hangs out with you. Can I? Can I come and join in? And as long as you're a good dude, as long as you buy a round, <laughs> and as long as you yeah don't chat too much shit, generally people are gonna like you. And don't I think work. more that's that's you know I'm not I'm not trying to ring lessons out of this conversation by any means. Um, but I think that's definitely something that more of us as men should learn. Is actually you don't need to. Puff your chest up and walk over to. It. If it's a group you want to get involved with, you don't need to go and try and be the loudest one there. Sometimes you can just go in and it, just just by being nice, offering to buy a round, and making a couple of little jokes. You know, it's it's not as it's not as hard or intimidating as you ever think it is. Like you said, you went over. they couldn't have been a nicer group of guys. You know, despite everything that you watch them do on the water. Yeah, I think it's. I can't
1: think of things many things more uncool than that. Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just you do you end up just sort of like putting. <laughs> they're literally putting, doing that. Yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. For anyone, this is obviously an audio podcast. I put did the thing where you put your fingers between your nose and you sort of close your eyes and look down. And you're like, oh my god. Oh, no. <laughs> Eric Cartman does it a lot in South Park. For anyone who watches that, <laughs> so you spent a year, essentially, as you said, sitting in the channel watching the waves. But and also, then,
1: yeah, in this in this time. Of- sitting in the chat, I knew myself I knew I wasn't good enough for it maybe I was maybe I wasn't but um, in myself I wasn't ready for it right. and I wanted to sit there I wanted to watch what the wave does how it breaks what people do what people do when they fall off all these things which I think are just crucial when it's a prop, you know you're surfing a beach you don't need to know how to fall off or how to oh, you get rolled to around go. you get
0: rolled around, you get on your board and you paddle back out again. Yeah. And hopefully you'll be alright, you know. Yeah, but
1: yeah. these things it's like a proper deal, there's people flying around on jet skis, there's safety crews. I wanted to learn how everything works. The rotation so that I wasn't of, yeah. just gonna j- jump in the middle, put someone else's life at risk who's trying to rescue me or any rubbish like that. So it was cool and through that, you know, you by going time after time, you start to get friends with people and just got into the right place. But also this all this time I was also surfing every other day on other waves that right. may not have been twenty foot. <laughs> yeah. Um so just everything from like the peak in Bandora, is perfect. But you were still just putting putting your feet on the wax and spending yeah. time on a board essentially, which is always gonna help. And then also from being around with all these good surfers, my surfing increased so much. Oh really? So it's funny we were in the wind surfing we talk talking about all the clips and how that got got me better in those days. Um well, still does. But um, with the surfing it was purely surfing with these guys who are world class level right every day in and out, listening to them, watching them and also telling them, Hey, I want you to tell me what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. yeah, yeah if yeah, I yeah. look shit, you tell me. Tell me I look shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um So throughout that and I'm still I still won't say I've surf amazing, but I definitely surf a whole lot better than I four years ago. 40, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so just through everything like that I've definitely Got surfing, or got my own surfing a lot better. And then finally started to feel like, okay, maybe I can give it a go. Yeah. And it was funny, I remember with the whole thing of, it's obviously, it's so scary when you're out there and you're seeing a wave. that's like, like yeah, I yeah, we'll, double yeah. story oh, building, just barreling its way towards you. It is pretty scary. <laughs> yeah. But then I remember, so first few times I was absolutely bricking it, even though I was paddling out, just sitting in the channel. But then after... Whatever. After doing this fifteen times, I started not to get scared,
0: and then I was like, "That's a bit weird." So I think once that happened, I knew. Was that was that like unconsciously? You you're like you're just paddling out, and you're like, "Oh, no!" Oh, or was it like, "I'm not gonna be scared this time. I'm not gonna be scared this time."
1: I think it actually came to a stage where it was like, started telling myself and being lazy that I'm, I'm going out there. I'm not gonna even think of catching something. So obviously, the first few times, I knew I wasn't gonna catch something, but then after doing that for ages, so I like cool, I'm just going to be lazy and take the easy route. I'm just going to go sit there, carry my big board, look all cool, walking down the beach with my big board. Yeah. But then I was like, okay, that's a bit strange. And then I remember there was one session before, even before it happened, as soon as I got the text saying it was on from one of my mates, I was like, oh my God, I'm yeah. breaking it. <laughs> but then I hadn't even thought about it. It was just, and then that day was that, the day I got my first one. So it was like, as if in my head, in the back of my head, somewhere, I knew I was going to do it. Yeah, even yeah. though in the front of my head I was like, I'm Your probably ship, just probably just going to yeah, paddle yeah. out and not catch anything. Somewhere in the back of my head there was obviously something that clicked. I was like, all right, today you're actually going to try it. and catch yeah, one. Yeah. It was a tiny one. It was basically a wobbling, roll, rolling little one. But it was
0: still my first one. But it's not even necessarily about that. It's just you. You were in that surroundings. Yeah. And you were you were stood up on a board and you're you know you're looking around yeah. and you're like, holy shit, I'm. It's a it's a whole new environment. Yeah. yeah. And that, I think that's what something what happens a lot is, you know, there's all this oh life begins at the edge of your comfort zone <laughs> and all that stuff. And it's like, yeah, but that's to, to a certain extent. But equally, I think there is a certain bit of truth to that of like, you got to the point where you're like, right, I've paddled out enough times that I kind of know where I am. I'm comfortable with this now. And that's why. Uh, why am I not scared anymore? Yeah. And then I go right now. I probably should scare myself a little bit. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that that's a good idea to do in little increments. You know, I, as you said, especially something like that where essentially big wave surfing is a team sport, isn't it? Yeah. It's a team sport. It's incredible. It's to... not. It's got. It's not like normal surfing where it's every man for himself. It. It's a team sport. You know. So you know, you paddle out to that point, and you're like, right, I, I know where I am, and I know where I should be, and yeah. I'm in this spot, and here's a wave, and let's do it. Yeah, you i know? definitely give a shout out
1: to the Irish Surf Rescue Club. It just they do everything, and it's so, it's so precise. Everything's yeah. done because basically, they, I've been out there in times when, in my last, yeah, it was last year, um, one of my mates he hit his head, knocked out, and basically the guys on the jet skis fully saved his life. Right, wow. brought him back. Yeah, and uh, if it wasn't for the jet skis, there... Who knows what would have yeah, happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably wouldn't have been very good, but we don't need to think about that. But it's just like to those guys putting they're putting their lives on the on the line to save ours as well. Yeah. They get they catch five waves, four waves beforehand, and they're happy to go sit on a jet ski for three hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, big up to them for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that going back to that, I call it that one wave, and that was the end of Molly for the winter. Right. Um, and then the next next winter came around. There was one session where. Hull out. Within like five minutes, I caught a wave and I was like, here I go. Wait, that's what's happened. Cool. Yeah. All out. Got another one. Another one. Another... And I remember um, one of the guys, Noah Noah Lane, you can check him up on Instagram. How Noah Lane? Incredible. So if he serves 20s in anything from...
0: Just... He's sponsored by Finisterre, isn't he? He is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. I've had Tom experience. from Finisterre on the podcast yeah. as well. The guy yeah. who owns Finisterre. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You can... Yeah, if you want to look at Noah on Instagram, it's just beautiful is surfing this 12 foot slamming barrels on yeah. a twin fin and it's easy <laughs> he's one of those people that's really Madness. annoying to yeah, watch yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like how did he do that yeah yeah, yeah but um mean. but yeah so i was paddle out and he was like surfing a heat mate as if i was surfing a qse <laughs> yeah, i yeah, yeah, yeah. caught i think in that session i call it 12 waves and big waves if he isn't
0: you know usually... it's not it's not uh yeah it's not a rotation yeah. like that is it you're but, lucky if you get two waves yeah know.
1: i'm not saying mine definitely weren't the massive ones but I was actually catching waves that
0: were somewhat proper molly waves and I was just in that kind of do you think you went out with that again you said you know in front, front of your head you're a bit scared back of your head you're like oh, I'm fucking, I'm doing this. it I'm doing do you yeah. think do you think that's what happened that day as well absolutely Do you think you just had this thing of like um and, and often that I think is a really good way of doing it of like let's let's build this momentum and let's carry it going. Because if you go out there and you sat for 10 minutes and or half an hour and no waves came through and you sat there for a bit longer and you start getting a bit cold and you start going, oh, I don't know about this and you start to overthink a little bit, it's I guess. It's really hard when that happens. Yeah. Cause, and any wave that I do catch there,
1: it's those ones that you literally have your head down on the board and just paddle like nothing, nothing yeah, yeah, else yeah. until you're on it. Yeah. Because it's those ones where you're like, oh, I might try to get this one. Paddle Powell. But you're not getting it unless you're no, no, no. fully head down going then, for until you're actually on the wave. Yeah. And it is that difference of just in your own head, the little bit inside your head going, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm getting this one. Yeah. If you've any bit of doubt, it's just...
0: So how how do you... um And, and th- this is like the crux of really what, what I was what I was wanting to get into with you. How How do you get your your brain in into that point is there a thing that you guys all do before you you go out do you guys talk to each other about how how you're feeling before you know do they have like is there certain exercises that you guys kind of do whether it's like writing down what you're going to do that day or or anything like that that you guys all kind of do to kind of prepare yourselves not you know obviously the physical stuff is we don't need to go into that but you know the the mental side of it to to go and face these waves the size of buildings and paddle into them, and know, right, I'm going full tilt into this. I'm not. I'm not. There's not a shred of doubt in there. What? How? How do you guys prepare for that?
1: I mean, the first one that um, my mate Jack told me, he would. So it's the evening before. You're yeah. already breaking it because you can see the forecast. You know it's going to break. Well, yeah, yeah, it yeah, yeah.
0: And usually, big wave surfing, you're you're up really early, yeah. aren't you, the next morning? Yeah. And you're first getting the, just getting the skis ready and and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but so he would. Um, he he bodyboarded Molly
1: which is nuts. Um but so you'd be and he taught me he showed me how to do it and it worked. So it was visual, visualising it. Right. Um I'd sit there, I'd get my get my board on 'cause I'd be obviously checking doing the wax, making sure the leash is yeah, getting yeah. Everything, getting in, everything ready, yeah, yeah. Everything ready. And I'd just sit there and kind of visualise what you're gonna do or hopefully do the next day. Yeah yeah. And like, in your head you're paddling, you're paddling, you're catching, you're standing up, what you're doing, what line you're taking. Right. And trying to get everything like that into your
0: head. So then when you're doing it, it's like, just like the one like you did you've done it last before. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and is that you physically standing on your board or are you just like sitting cross-legged, eyes yeah. closed kind of thing? Sitting, eyes yeah, yeah. closed beside, beside it, just breathing, eyes closed. So it's essentially, you're... Essentially, and this is something I always think about, that, that's meditating, essentially. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, no, meditating is you're ringing those weird little bells and you're sitting with incense <laughs> and oh, and all this. And like, meditating can be anything. Like, to me, that, that is a form of meditation, what you, what you just said there, you know, you're vi- that, that you're, you're visualizing it. And in meditation, generally, you want to like empty your brain of everything. But essentially, you're emptying your brain of everything except what you're doing right then and there or exactly. what you're going to be doing tomorrow. Exactly. It's funny.
1: My girlfriend would laugh at me. I'd go sit on, sit off the end of the bed, just on the floor for 20 minutes, just
0: oh, eyes really? closed, <laughs> nothing
1: happening. I put in my ear pods and just put in like dull, a, basically a sound to wi- wipe everything else out. So nothing right. coming in. And literally just trying to picture what I was going to do and what, yeah, so that really helped. And um, just visualizing it and it bring your confidence up, I find. Um, and then another thing that made me more comfortable was just being able to hold my breath. And just right. simply, I wasn't doing anything fancy. <clears throat> I'm pretty, I do a lot of fitness. We're not going to talk about it, but I do a lot of fitness myself. I no, keep we myself. Absolutely get, yeah, <laughs> we,
0: can, we absolutely can get, can get into it, of course. Yeah, but
1: yeah. No, I'll keep it easy. I'm not, not too techie on it. But I keep myself very, like, very fit, Um, gym, and just cardio, just being fit so you can yeah, survive yeah, yeah. these, well, survive them, but you can get through these things. And, but it was more of a mental thing that I was holding my breath so that I could, know that i could hold my breath if it came to this that's situation. what they say they
0: say when it comes to because you you when you get that yeah. you can actually push past that quite yeah. a lot further can't you if you can convince your brain that you're not yeah. and then and then actually i mean i've not necessarily done this but once you get past that point there is like you get this kind of sense of calm and it's not you dying or anything <laughs> it's you it it's you actually realizing oh, that i've got a little bit more to to give is that is that the case yeah, well, the fact fact checkers out there can go and check this before I say any
1: numbers. But if you, um, that first reaction of, oh, I need to breathe, I need to breathe. Yeah. It's something tiny out of your overall percent of the oxygen you yeah. have in you that you have to breathe. It's a tiny percent. It's just your body being like, oh, I need to you breathe. You've still got a lot of oxygen. Yeah. Like You've got vastly the majority is still inside you, but you yeah.
0: like, oh, I need to breathe. But you get, yeah, you get the,
1: yeah. Either, yeah, yeah. So like, I've never had that situation, but it's just nice knowing that you know, I can. I remember like when I, I'd be in my bed and just sitting there, or someone would do it in the bath, just underwater. Um, I could get like four and a half minutes, four, wow. four fifty something oh like my that. Oh god! And that was nothing fancy. It was just practice doing like let's say I started. I forget what I started. I think it was like one ten or something. Right. One ten, and then it quickly grew. Actually. Really, so for the next couple ones were a big improvement, and then just going up and up, practicing it like that every yeah. night. Um, in the winter, and like I'm not doing it now, but in the winter when it, around that time, just to get the confidence because then, I've been pretty lucky or, or not going hard enough. I haven't had too many wipeouts. Right. At Molly, but the few I have had,
0: I've just. I was gonna say you definitely showed me one <laughs> on your phone before that looked pretty pretty hectic. <laughs> but like that one, for example, that wasn't bad at all. No. It looks horrendous. It's one of, yeah, it's one of the ones, yeah, you yeah. get that lot of windsurfing serving and everything, you know, it, the the ones that look the worst generally aren't the worst, are they? And then I remember just, I was under just chilling, count, and that
1: was another thing then, which I once heard Russell Pajorki said, he counts right um, when he's under, because yes. if you don't count, you know, if you're underwater and you're like, oh my God, I've been
0: here forever. But you actually have. But if you're counting, uh, you're like, "Oh, I'm at ten seconds. That's yeah. nothing." Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and and I suppose then you can refer back to your logic of like, exactly. "Well, I can hold my breath for four minutes." Exactly. So actually, yeah. I'm fine. And also, I suppose the counting gives something for your brain to focus on rather than, you know, it 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 does. You know, it, it kind of switches you into like, right, I'm going to put, you know, going back to the visualizing. Right, let's just visualize a load of numbers. Yeah. While I'm sitting underwater with waves crashing on my head, but you you still. Get into that, and you take tear yourself out of the situation you're in. I've heard stories of um, big wave surfers who
1: try and pretend that they're like standing in front of an audience, like naked, or you know, silly oh, really? or that they're on a night out, yeah, forgot of, their pants, or whatever. I've, I've heard of ones who pretend that they're in a nightclub, right? And just zone out, and they're under there holding their breath, lights are out, and they're just like, imagining they're in a nightclub. <laughs> <sighs> uh, but is anything just to distract you
0: from that dread? tumble yeah yeah, and oh my god I'm underwater I can't breathe I imagine as soon as that starts the the doubt and the panic and the yeah um but then it is it's fantastic
1: having knowing that you're under here but there's a rescue team up there if it all does go tits up and you've got vests Um, on I guess haven't you yeah Yeah. so now I've got a I've got a full impact vest I walk around like the Michelin man Yeah, yeah yeah um and
0: I've also got a pull vest as well, so an inflation vest. Yeah. Um, I've worn one of them before. And when you pull it, it feels like you're being crushed <laughs> it. By does, it. yeah. I think, yeah, what's the brand you, you, you have? I've got the... The blue something. The blue super vest. Yeah, yeah, yeah so that's the one I tried on. Yeah. It, they're incredible. They're just... And I pulled it, and it literally <laughs> crushes your chest. It, like, pushes your back and your chest in together. But, yeah, it goes huge, doesn't yeah. it? I've, I know my mate Garage, he
1: was saying, um, so there's different size canisters. And on one of his worst waves wipeouts he's had there, he said he pulled it and he had the extra large canisters in, and it yeah. literally took the breath out of him. Oof. So then he was on the other side that he literally had just blown all his air out. <laughs> exactly. and he, he was under there and he was basically just had someone lump him in the stomach. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. All it's his air and come out. Yeah, of there. yeah. <gasps> um, but yeah, they do inflate big time. But it is, yeah. I don't know if I would be do i'm not that hardcore i don't think i'd be doing it with if i didn't have any sort of no, no 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 on. i think it's no one it's,
0: it's one of those things yeah. i don't i don't think you there's no point in even yeah. doing it without yeah. it anymore you know it's, it's it's stupid
1: it's another one of those mindset things of we're just saying the, vis, the visualization the visualization that being calm it does help having that thing in the backyard saying there are people here mm. um that does help quite a lot
0: <laughs> yeah i suppose yeah yeah well i mean the, the combination of like the, the logical side of things of like, I've been physically training for this. I know I'm fit enough. I know I can hold my breath for longer than I f- actually would need to. Yeah. Combined with, I've been practicing a lot of kind of, it's almost like manifesting and like meditation and, and you know visualizing it and sitting there. That's really cool that you, you do that and that the other guys do that as well. And, you know, doing that and then, you know, the other logical side of right, well, I, I, I know they're up there. <laughs> I know I'm okay. Yeah. You know, it's a bit like getting worried when you're a kid about there being a shark in the swimming pool. <laughs> you know, and you're like swimming and you're like, shark's going to come and eat me any second now. And you're looking at the bottom of the pool, you know, and, and but the logic side of you is like, you're in a swimming pool. <laughs> when you're like nine years old, you're like, don't be an idiot. But yeah, it, it, I guess it's like an extreme version of that. I don't know, maybe that was just me, but I don't think it is. I've seen memes about it online, so it can't <laughs> just be me. But yeah, you know, it's it, it it's difficult, but I guess there still is that, like have you have you ever had it where, you know, of, oh I I don't know maybe this maybe this is stupid because I guess before you guys are getting ready you're not necessarily talking about doubt and stuff are you because you're all kind of yeah you, you've gone past that already haven't you
1: yeah you yeah you don't want to go around that's I, been I, banished I, I think it'd be
0: frowned upon if you came on like oh. Boys,
1: we're not, not looking forward to getting wiped out today. That'll I'm be a bit, bit scary. Yeah,
0: because I guess that yeah. you you kind of you don't even want to voice it, do you? No. You know, it's a bit it's a bit like bad. Well, you know, I suppose bad luck. You know, you you don't want to um, you don't even want to put it out there, do you? Um, also, forgot to. So I've windsurfed it quite a lot, which is actually right. Even scarier. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to say, what's the experience? What's the experience with that compared compared to wind windsurfing it as opposed to surfing surfing it? So I wind. Going back to when I was sitting in the channel, I windsurfed
1: it. So right. those days when I'd just paddle out and sit in the channel, I wasn't really ready enough to surf it, so paddle surf it. But I windsurfed it because I had I've got confidence windsurfing, I know what I can do. I'm You're quite comfortable yeah, more yeah, yeah. comfortable with that. So Lecky and I well Lecky, um Lecky Gator, Finn Mullen and Katie McKenna and Megan Gator. We sailed it um a few times during the winter and Finn Mullen, I don't know if you've ever seen the videos, he's sailed it multiple times in the no, past. No, 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 no. And there's some pretty good videos in getting fully smashed. Right. Um, But we sailed it and it was cool just to get loads of waves under the belt. Yeah. But like, I've never felt something move like that. You know, i would be fully playing, like going as fast as I can. Yeah. Like full speed and waves are outrunning you. Oh God. And like fully as if you're slalom sailing it. and they they're outrunning you. you. You Know when you're on that big swell out back, and it's just like I can't go any faster, and it's yeah. still out running you.
0: Um, so, you've got to go late, yeah, but uh-huh. well, not not late, but no, just no, no. you had to be, in, got the to be right in the right point. spot, yeah. And yeah. also,
1: then that was another one where if there was any bit of doubt, so you know, you maybe pulled your foot up a little bit, you know, oh, I'm going fast, but not full, you're in pedal trouble to the metal, you wouldn't get it, you had to be literally going. As fast as you can. and then you know
0: that there's another one that's going to break behind <laughs> you, and you're you're in, you're up shit creek without a paddle. Yeah, so, so you you've speak. just kind of if you're going, like you, ha- you have, have to go. Yeah, yeah, it's actually safer to commit and go, isn't exactly, it? Yeah. I suppose that's the same for the surfing uh, side of things as well, isn't it? Like it's safer to commit and go rather than sit there and and face the one that's coming behind that yeah. might have already broken. Yeah, you know, then then you're then you're in uh, in a spot of bother, aren't you? So that was that was really
1: nice to get waves under the be- under the belt. And like, it's pretty scary though. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't think I win safed it like bit of bit of a softy I think because that it's a funny one. It's so it's quite a rolling, not a rolling, but the, but there's some that just go bottom out, but some you get like a little bit of a chip shot out the back, and where the money section is on that inside. Yeah. So like you could in theory, Lecky's done it. I've got an Instagram video of him somewhere Bottom turn on a humongous wave. Right. Um, like I've. Reckon it would easily win the IWT things you if just it was on a proper yeah, camera. Yeah. But it was just on my phone right. or on someone else's phone. And it was bloody nuts. Yeah. So he came straight off the first bit, bottom turn, did a top turn and then just bombed it. And then just straight lined and, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it then got to that inside section where it unloads and it was... Awesome. Did he get uh, off the back of it though? No, he did it. He, he came yeah. off. Yeah. So yeah. he got he literally hit the very top section. It kind of feathered a bit. Right. He hit the top and then bombed it before it hit the like the inside reef, yeah, yeah and where yeah. it goes top to bottom. But I've never seen anyone do it. I think the only person who's gonna do that and hopefully will is Thomas Traversa. Right, he's pretty keen to do it, but I think he could
0: do something pretty. He could mental do something like sp- pretty. He'd probably do an air attack or something <laughs> like off the off the lip or something that would be pretty cool um, to see.
1: But yeah, going back to the original
0: one. So it was good, it was really good
1: getting waves under the belt there, but it's bloody scary. Yeah, because I don't like the fact that got so much gear connected to you know if you do find yourself behind the section yeah
0: you're in your foot straps. you've got a mass, you've got a board it's a bit different to surfing got a lot like, more to break all all i need to do is just kind of try and dive under yeah. this and i've got a board yeah,
1: yeah. whereas yeah. i like, you know your win your surfboards will survive most of them whereas i think you No, you've got to, you've gone. got to be
0: willing for it to just be gone yeah i think it would just be straight out gone yeah <laughs> yeah so Move, moving forward then, is that is that the plan? Is that are you, are you wanting to um pursue the kind of big wave surfing stuff further, or is that I guess as you said, you've not exactly you haven't really hit that uh wall yet where you've had like a really big wipeout yeah. that's potentially kinda of scared you. Have have any of your have any of your peers or friends had that and have you seen how how that's affected them or anything? Or is have, it just that the fact that the Yeah the, the I've, rotation I've,
1: works? There's absolutely well there's tons so that guy who pretty much almost almost died out there the was it next winter or the winter after uh well this past winter so yeah the winter following it um got back out there on the rope and got an absolute massive keg like five times over standing up in it incredible and so he just got back on the horse um slowly but got back there and just kind of got over it which was pretty impressive and Everyone else, I know there was a guy before my time snapped his femur there. And again, the rescue team literally saved his life. Right. Um, I think it was like millimeters away from his artery. Oh, uh, God, yeah. yeah. be bad. Um, but they pretty much saved his life. And this winter, you got some good tall ones out there good as ones, well. Yeah, yeah. So people seem
0: to come back. Yeah. Well, I think I think once you've. Um, I think it's one of those things, a bit like people that drive motorbikes at. Two hundred miles an hour and things like that. Like once you've had that rush and that you know, you know that that's what you crave, I uh, I don't think anything else is is gonna give it to you. Mm. So regardless of what happens, you're like, how do I, how do I get back to it? You know, and yeah. and generally to get to the position where you are a big wave surfer, you're generally quite a determined person. You know, to to go out and like you said, you know do the do the the training, whether it's getting fit, breath training. Usually, you're quite a disciplined person. So usually when it comes to the recovery side of things, you're probably going to carry that discipline in. You're not suddenly going to become, right, well, that's that then. I'm just going to watch Netflix and eat minstrels on the sofa. Do you know what I mean?
1: I think it does It does happen a bit in this, not that, but where after a massive swell, and some people get some waves of a lifetime. Yeah. Some of the, and it's then pumping, but like really fun, like four foot, three foot, really good the next day. Yeah, yeah. You won't see them anyway. Yeah. It's not really the, it's not really the same. No, I mean, it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's that adrenaline. It's high different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. It's just like, because there's definitely, and I remember reading a great article on stab, on stab mag about it, um, about Pete Mel. Did you see that wave he got last winter? At Mavericks. At Mavericks. That yeah. Was insane. So there was a fantastic article
0: on that about basically a uh, come down from that. Yeah. Realising I mean, that. Yeah. I mean, he's. I think it was. Yeah, I think I might have read it too. It's like his best wave he realized that it was the best wave of his life i think he's 51 isn't he he's and he's like that's ah, that's the pinnacle that i've done it yeah, yeah yeah so he then
1: he locked himself in his bedroom for like two days after that and but just sat there um, Just
0: what doing what just basically a bit
1: of a come down i think from right. the
0: adrenaline of of that whole event because it went um i think on to- on top of it as well it was on film yeah it went immensely viral. I mean he's obviously Peter Mell already. He's if anyone listening, Peter Mell uh, is a very famous American big wave surfer. He also commentates for a lot of the surfing tours. He's he's a he's a big name in, in surfing. Um but you know that on, on top of that he went especially viral for that, didn't he? So I can imagine it being a bit of a I, I was so yeah. annoyed with that one because that was last winter as well,
1: which I reckon if that if he hadn't caught that wave, Conor Maguire would have won his wave at Mulligmore. Right. Incredible. I remember seeing that wave yeah. as well, yeah, yeah. And that fully brought the internet. I remember I couldn't scroll through my Instagram for two weeks without seeing Connor. Seeing that wave, Come that, on, wave, that wave, that wave, that wave, that wave. Yeah. yeah it yeah. was so cool. Because again, I'd call Connor one of my best mates. Yeah. Um and it was such like a proud moment for him. Well, for me for him. Yeah. And it was just so cool. I saw everyone like Kelly Slade even had it on his story. No way. Sharing Connor's wave. And I, I literally couldn't go on my Instagram for two weeks yeah, without yeah. seeing that pop up within like five scrolls yeah, or something. Yeah. But
0: and I the, mean that 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 instantly speaks to your character even more and the the humble and all that of like the I can tell just by sitting across from you and talking to you, like there's absolutely no jealousy there. I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I don't wanna be in that wave, mate. But I imagine that's the same for all the other guys that you go out with as well. There's no there's no jealousy of like, of course there might be a bit of banter you know, a bit of banter of like, I've just told you the best way of your life, be nice, you know, all that kind of stuff, but there's no like, that should have been my wave, yeah. or that should have been this, or that should have been that, you know, and I think that, that speaks volumes to it as well, because I imagine as well, there's no place for that in it either. No, when, like, I suppose there's always a few occasions of that, but anything like that just gets kicked out. Yeah.
1: Kicked out of the group, everyone else looks at like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it gets stamped out. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: Because ultimately, everyone's gonna get one. Yeah, and like it, even and if it. it's even if it's the next swell, the next day, you know, the, whatever, you know, it's, it's yeah, it comes uh, around. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it. Yeah, it. But it. Yeah, it, I, I was gonna. I, yeah, to to go back to what you were saying, that it definitely speaks volumes to the fact that you were you guys are all just so stoked for yeah. for Connor to be getting this, and I think he's sponsored by Red Bull, isn't he? So Red Bull are posting it yeah. everywhere and all everywhere, this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was cool, Connor actually got
1: me my first Molly tow wave. i he's got me a lot of them. Right. But on um, on that board from that wave, it was tiny on me, because Connor's quite a bit I'm quite tall. Yeah. Connor's quite a bit smaller than me. Um and he got I'd never towed before, I'd never even done like wing uh foiling, foiling yeah, or yeah, yeah. weight boarding, so any of that action behind the behind the jets go behind a boat, I'd never done any of that. And Connor gave me about forty five minutes of his time. Not even maybe not 45, 30 minutes, forty five minutes of his time out you. the back at Molly, trying oh to teach me how to on board. <laughs> a boardable that was... So, towboards is tiny. Yeah. But this one was even smaller. Because it's... Yeah, he's small, yeah, yeah. And um he gave me so much of his time to get this wave, and, like, I was falling off... Falling that way, falling this way for ages. Yeah. And then he said... you remember He said to me... He had his head, he's like, am I doing a bad thing here? Should I, shall I be doing this? Is he yeah, ready? yeah. <laughs> and then I finally got it. I got a couple, and since then he's got me... He's got me so many of my, like, really
0: good ways I've had. Nice, mate. It was cool. Yeah. I think there's that. There, there tends to be that kind of, like, mateship and camaraderie as well of, like, he... he it's not just that like I rode the wave. It's like he tow- he whether he towed yeah. me into it or whether he was on the, just on the ski, knowing he was there for me and stuff. So as I said, it, it does. There's that team sport aspect of it. Of when you all go in, it's not like a, I got this wave. I got this. It's like we we got we got this. You yeah. Know? If if anyone listening hasn't seen his wave from last winter, look up Conor McGuire, more You'll find it very easily. It is mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah watch that and then watch Peter Mels wave as well yeah, and see who yeah. wins. <laughs> yeah and, then, yeah, and then let <laughs> us know yeah maybe we'll do a poll on Instagram yeah let us let us know which one uh, which one it is. Well I mean Finn thank you very much for for coming on. Uh yeah pla- plans for the future so is what what is it is, it, is the big wave surfing something you really want to push a bit more? Um at Mulligmore I definitely want to keep going.
1: I really enjoy it. I yeah. love it. Um for now anyway, nothing. But it's too not scared. it's not
0: necessarily something you wanna
1: kinda travel with and, and that sort of stuff. I don't think so. I don't think that's really me. Right. Um and I don't think I'm good enough for that. But I like to think I can get a good wave at Molly. yeah so I wanna keep I wanna keep going until I get that good wave that I'm yeah. really stoked with. Um and surfing just surfing every good waves. I wanna keep surfing good waves and wind surfing good waves. Um, I haven't got too much of a plan. I've just finished college, so we'll see where that goes. Have a good time, mate. Thank yeah, you. exactly.
0: Um, but no, getting good waves. Exactly. That's my plan. Um, and then, for anyone listening, where, where can they find you? Where can they follow you? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at fin424. fin424? Yeah. Y 424? Is that your channel number?
1: Uh, no, it used to be my... When I was young, it used to be my... um. House telephone number ended with 424. <laughs> no way. And like, my Xbox
0: gamer tag used 3424. Oh, really? And now Instagram is 424. Mate, right, the Xbox gamer tag's keeping it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone asking my Xbox gamer tag was CPT Sparrow. Captain Sparrow, that's me. <laughs> CPT Sparrow. Uh, guys, thank you very much for listening. Yeah, don't forget, follow Finn at Finn with two N's, 424. You can also follow me on Instagram at The After Hours Lounge. If you do follow me and you are enjoying what I'm doing, please go to the link in my bio... You can donate to the podcast. As I say, all this talking is thirsty (laughs) work. So please buy me a beer. Um, Equally, if you don't want to do that and give me some of your cash, um, you can also just like and share the podcast. Leave me a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Um, And yeah, just, just share it. Tell people about it. Put it in your Instagram story. All that stuff takes two seconds. It's free to do and it massively helps me out with what I'm doing. Thank you very much to Finn again for coming on. Thank you very much. Um, And thank you to you guys for listening. And we will see you for the next one.